Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. And I don't know where you are in the world today. It looks gloomy outside, but I am not gloomy inside. And I think that's the key to changing a lot of stuff that's going on in our lives and also in our world. And we have another key to that today. Just because oftentimes we doubt who we are, we look at our faults, we decide that that there's something wrong with us or we're not good enough or we're non-deserving. And yet in order to shift that, And to shift so much more that we're going to talk about today, we are going to talk about self-love and just the power, the actual power that it brings. And I have just the person who's going to do that with us, Dr. Deborah Rebel, Being Loved. She is an author, an intuitive psychologist, and a coach. And she consciously merges her practical tools as a psychologist with her intuitive and spiritual gifts. She empowers women to connect with their hearts and to live authentically through her transformational soul-hearted living program and podcast. Deborah is the author of Soul-Hearted Partnership, The Ultimate Experience of Love, Passion, and Intimacy. She's also a contributing author of Inspiration for a Woman's Soul, Choosing Happiness, Inspiration, Cultivating Joy, and the Wisdom of Midlife Women. Her newest book that I am holding in my hands is called Being Love, and that's going to be released any minute now, which I am very excited about because I have a very special copy. Deborah teaches that throughout and through the powerful energy of love, We all have the ability to transform ourselves, our relationships, and yes, even our world. Welcome, Dr. Deborah. How are you? I'm wonderful, Joanne, and it's a a pleasure to be here today. And I just want to say thank you again for having me on your show, and congratulations on your, I know it was in March, and it's been a huge success, and you are just sprinkling these wonderful love seeds all over the world, especially for our children. And that is the greatest gift that we can do. So congrats to you as well. Well, thank you so much. And when is this book actually going to be released? Because we want our listeners to be the first ones to get it. Well, right now it's available for pre-order on Amazon, and it will be released on May 24th. So just about two weeks away. (laughs) Well, I can't wait, and we will promote it like crazy on May 24th. So I'm with you. Okay. And I appreciate that. Why is, 
firstly, what, why is self-love so important and loving yourself so important? What is that all about? Well, you're hearing a lot about self-love right now. It seems to be the, the kind of buzzword that's going around. Um, it used to be happiness, and now it's self-love. And I'm taking self-love um, not as a word, but as an energy source. Um, in my book, Being Love, and in my practice and podcasts, I really want people to know that they are love, that they they came into this world as this beautiful energy, this divine birthright. So we start with, we start in love. It's our foundation. So if we start to vibrate and really come into our own as love, then that sets the tone for everything else in our lives, for disappointment, for fear, for any other emotion that comes in and tries to take us out of that beautiful vibration. And I know from my own life, I didn't start there. I, even though I started as a, as a beautiful being that came into this world, quickly my, my world fell apart in terms of feeling you know, loved and my own self being loved. Um, and that's where we start to erode that sense of self. And many people feel like self-love is selfish. And that, I've heard that a lot. And maybe you can comment on this too. But for me, I look at a continuum of self being in the middle, selfish being on one end, and selfless being on the other. Self-love, for me, is that center, that balance, that we give love and then we receive love. And that love circulates. It starts this beautiful flow of energy that when we emanate love for ourselves, it can go out into our relationships and our world. You know, I, I so totally agree with you because oftentimes when we're not loving ourselves, the people that we attract into our lives, whether it's that special relationship or friendships, whatever, are are not the people that are vibrating energetically with with wonderful energy and and are not are you know are not we're not representing our best selves. My question to you though is is just like you, you know, we've all had our challenges growing up. Many of us have, have had parents or teachers or, or maybe even friends that may have doubted us or may have actually not supported us, or, or we may have taken criticism to a whole other level, which many of us do. How do we get past that? Because you had those same challenges, like you said. I did too. How do you get past that? to really be able to look at yourself, and I love the fact that you're talking about it from an energetic perspective, to look at ourselves and to eradicate all of those messages and those beliefs that we've kind of taken into our our being. Well, that is a beautiful question because I can share my own experience with that, which really feeds into the tools and practices that I offer in my, not only just in my practice, but in my book. When I started this journey of, I would say, returning to love, to returning to the essence of who I truly am, I had many energy blocks, and I had to go into those blocks to love and release them. I didn't even know I had them. When I was in my late 20s, I, my life started unraveling. I was PhD student, German, you know what that's like. Right. <laughs> I had a young child. <laughs> I, I was, and I was 
becoming a single mother at the time I was going through a divorce. And I I was unraveling. My I was depressed, I was scared, I didn't know what you know, which way to turn. And I was all of a sudden these feelings of lovelessness were coming up and I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on. So I made that phone call, that first call for help to a therapist. And she's a dear friend of mine today. Thank God for her. And I remember on the phone saying, she asked me, well, why are you coming in to see me? And I said, well, it's really personal. And she said, I know. And so <laughs> it began a journey with, with my own self and her. But what I started to uncover was, was that my mom had left my family when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen her again. And I had spent years and years suppressing this, never talking about it and pretending that she was dead, that there was nothing you know, to talk about or even share. And what she got me to do was to start going deep into those vulnerabilities. And so what I'm sharing with you and, and your audience today is vulnerability is the key to self-love, being vulnerable brings us into that those imperfections those those what we think are flaws and you know failures and it gets us in touch with what's really in there keeping us from feeling loved well you can imagine a child whose mother leaves the, the main message that i was giving myself was if a mother could leave you you are not lovable hmm. so I had to go in and love myself to fill that space and to realize that it was never about her loving me. It was always about me loving me. So I started to sit with those feelings. So another another practice that I have people do is, as far as the inner work, we have to sit with ourselves and become our own compassionate company. We have to be alone in those fears. We have to be alone in that lovelessness until those feelings start to surface and we allow them through. And they are painful sometimes, well, often. And that pain is what we have to be in touch with. We have to let it go. We have to let it be. And so once those feelings start to come up, we get a sense of openness. Our heart has some space. It has some room. And in that, we start to fill it with I am love. I don't have to, I'm, I'm a, more than enough just for coming into this world at this particular time as this expression of love. And then from there, we start to use mantras, affirmations. We, we surround ourselves with loving people, and that's what attracts that higher vibration in our lives. So that's just a little sample, but it all begins with opening our hearts. You know, it's not always easy. I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you that you do have to sit in the quiet. You do have to confront those inner demons a little bit. But not everybody, Deborah, feels comfortable doing that. And and not everybody feels comfortable going into into this because, like you said, it can initially bring up pain and vulnerability. However, you have to do that. I am total, in total agreement to get to the other side. But what do we tell those people who aren't self-reflective, don't want to go there, they, they, they want a quick fix, and many people, as you know today, are just, just do it quickly, get me into that, you know, and, and let's get 
let's just get through it without without doing that soul searching. What do you do with those people? What do you tell those to help them move through what they, you know, or move through the rubble, I guess, to get to the other side? Well, I was one of those people. (laughs) So I can tell you from my own experience, when my therapist said, you have to sit with this and you have to find your mother, I looked at her like she had three heads and said, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Why would I want to find her? That's another whole story. It's in the book, actually, about finding, you know, getting back in touch with that. But I was, I couldn't sit for more than a, I'd say a minute without being so uncomfortable in my own skin that I wanted to just scream. But, Joanne, I started with a minute, just being by myself. Then I started walking with it. Sometimes walking with ourselves alone is, you know, we need movement you know, just to feel like we're doing something. Another thing we can do is just start to give ourselves, you know, compassion. Uh, we can be compassionate with the things that we do that we're not, you know, we're disappointed in or we don't feel like we measure up. Just start to be our own compassionate companies. We, we can also practice gratitude. That's an easy one every day before you even put your toes on the floor, you can open your heart, put your hand on your heart, and just be happy that you're alive, even if you don't feel that way. Start there. Start by just feeling that energy in, in the deepest part of your heart and try to get out of your brain because that's where all the messages of non-love are stored. So it's just one little baby step is what I'm encouraging anyone to do to come to self-love. So one step at a time. You know, most people think vulnerability is a dirty word, and I think it's oh, yes. like, just like oh, you yes. that, that it connotes so much strength because it's not easy to to go, you know, to, to be that way. But it, like you said, it opens up so much. Now, what what blocks what blocks us from? being love, not just seeing ourselves in a loving light, but from being love? Well, it starts usually very young. It's the first unkind word that was said to us. It was a message of this is the way you need to be. Fit into this box. Don't be yourself. It was maybe abuse or neglect. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. It can just start with not being seen for who we are. And everyone has some experiences in their lives as they've moved forward and grown that has come in and shut down that energy, that beautiful energy that we were all born with, that said, no, no, don't express that because that's, that's not appropriate or that isn't you know, acceptable in this condition. And so we learn to live in conditions instead of unconditional love. Well, if you do it this way, then you're loved. If you don't, then you're not. And that can be, it could be our educational system that has given us those messages. It could be our own families. It can be relationships that we've been in that we were, we start to lose trust in ourselves when we start to defer to other people or other things over our own inner being. Now, 
how do we go through, we meet a lot of people and we form opinions, even judgments very, very quickly, sometimes because of the way they look, sometimes the, the first words that come out of their mouth, the way they speak. How do we get, because you talk about this in, the, in, in your book, how do we get to a place where we're not in ju- we're not judging them just like we're not judging ourselves how do you how do you turn that part of your brain off <laughs> and that's a real challenge Joanne I know for myself too I there are some people that really trigger me some situations that trigger me but what I start with and what I try to practice in my own life and I try to teach others is it always begins with awareness so if you are conscious and aware, consciously aware of those triggers, what makes, what starts you down that path of anger, fear, resentment? See, you have to be in touch with that so that you know if, you, if someone that triggers that in you, you know that that's coming from you and you have to deal with it. So I, I have become very good about what are my triggers and what, what patterns do I engage in? that then create those situations, such as I know I'm a, I have a huge perfectionist pattern. So even with this book, I'm surprised I got it out in four years because I could have edited it for the rest of my life because it was never going to be good enough. And so when someone comes in and shows me that by mirroring that to me, I'm going to be triggered. And so what I what I teach in the book and in, in other practices is compassionate detachment. So I've learned to love and bless that being that's in front of me. I learn to see the love in them, the light in them, and appreciate that. Now this is not always easy when it's someone that really gets you going. And then I release whatever patterns or process or judgment or anything else comes up. So I use the bless and release mantra a lot in my life. And then I remember that this person is probably going to be one of my greatest teachers of love because I'm going to have to stay compassionate while this, you know, they may be upset with me or caustic or, you know, giving me a hard time. And I may have to retreat and take a pause until I can, you know, really look at my reactions, release them and come back in. And I remember, I always say to myself, remember they're on their own journey. It's not the same as yours. You do not know where this person has been and what has happened to them. So I try to go into some compassion of their own experience and just hold the space of love. Now, when someone's abusing us or, you know, it's, we have to get out of there as soon as possible, but we still bless that space. If that makes now, you know any sense. <laughs> well, it's important, right? It's to leave. You don't want to. I mean, being 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 a person that's loving oneself, you don't want to stay in a situation that's injuring you, whether it's verbally or physically or whatever, whether it's doing harm. Mm-hmm. So I'm in total agreement. How do we? You talk about an you know se- you have several exercises. Is it possible to take us through that exercise of looking at someone and going through what you need to do with releasing and, ju- you know, releasing the judgment? And I just want to tell you a really quick story because I have, there's somebody right now that I'm, that I have, I constantly have to do something that, that 
getting angry and then just sending them love, getting angry and sending them. So, so, and I think many of us go through something like that, but they don't do the loving part of it, which we, you and I both know that, that that's so essential. Would you be open to taking us, our listeners through a little mini, you know, experience or just showing us one of the exercises that you, you have in this beautiful book being love? I would love to, Joanne. And it's interesting, this morning I was actually going through it myself. And I'm going to take you through an experience with a, a, a dear friend of mine that I've had for over 20-some years, actually a friend mentor. And I have been working on compassionate detachment and blessing and releasing this person in my life for over a year now. Sometimes it takes that long when it's a very deeply connected and long-term relationship and I can tell you the trigger I had been very supportive of this friend of mine for a very long time and mainly deferring a lot of my energies to supporting his work and his needs which a lot of women can relate to when we put ourselves after others most of the time well I started to see that pattern of caretaking showing up with him and I realized for the first time that this person I was doing the same thing with him that I would I had done in some other relationships in my life and I just lost my golden retriever therapy dog about a year ago it's a year ago this month Mm. and it was yeah when it was devastating for me because she was my girl she was in my session she was with me all the time and on the day that she passed I texted him to say you know, Cammie just passed, and we just held her, you know, in the space of love and let her go. And I got this text back saying, blessings, um, thanks for letting me know. And I, my heart was broken. Mm. I thought, wow, after all this time, that's what you say to me. And it, and the first reaction was hurt. At first, it was deeply hurtful and very disappointing. So, What I did was I sat with it. First thing I did, I went in and I said, okay, what is this telling me? What am I, what is coming up? And I let myself just feel it. Now, that's the part that is hardest, is to let those feelings that you may have for someone come up. Now, if you are in a situation, I was able to do that because he wasn't in front of me. Now, if he had been standing in front of me and all that emotion came up and all that hurt, I would have probably had to step away for a moment. So the first step that I always talk about is retreat. Not to retreat and never come back, (laughs) which is what a lot of people want to do. It's to retreat, and I call it a permission to pause, step back, and take, take a note of what's happening with you. And most of the time we can't have a conversation at that time because there's too much that's just overwhelming. Then once we get to what our issue is, see, what was I being triggered? I finally saw that this person was really not who I thought he was. And I was deferring my life and myself and compromising, and I needed to stop that. So information came in. So I was re-evaluating, okay, at that time. So Mm -hmm. I gave myself that space. So that's two. So you get a chance to re-evaluate. And then I let myself release, sobbed, sobbed, let the feelings come through. Now, again, if you're 
but the person's in front of you, you have to excuse yourself and do that and then come back to the, to the interaction at some point. Get off the phone, walk away, get out of the room. Do not stand, stay in that, that space because, you know, most of the time it's toxic energy, but you do have to come back and confront the situation. And then I was able to look at, well, it's time that these journeys are now, we're parting. It's time to, you know, for me to let go of the relationship. And I need to do that in love. But I had to do all the purging first to get to love. And to look at that person and say, well, thank you for showing me that I really have been contributing to this relationship. I'm as responsible as that hurtful remark because I was allowing it. And so then I was able to, you know, take that that next step and bring that person into a vision. I just visualized that person in light and love and bless that being for being in my life and release all the stuff, the energy, the process and everything. And then eventually I was able to have a conversation, you know, coming back to the, the situation and expressing my hurt. And then being able to walk away and say, you know, I think it's time for me to just take a, a step back and um, not be as close. And so we, you know, we've remained friendly, but that relationship has shifted. Now, you talk about it in terms of hurt, um, and I'm seeing somebody right here talking and myself in terms of anger. So anger and maybe yeah. anger and disappointment, and also not everybody can walk away. I love the fact that you need to walk away temporarily to get, like we're told talking you know, talking earlier, to just get quiet so that you can do what you need to do for yourself. But how do you resolve it if it's anger? It's like, why is this? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. And anger, anger though, for, for me, is a smokescreen to hurt and disappointment. Exactly. When, I, when I see anger, it's always, a, it's always the, the surface layer. It's easy for us to go to anger because anger pushes that energy toward that person. It doesn't, we don't own it. And when we go deeper, we go past anger, you will always see hurt or deep disappointment. And that's where our work is because that energy is, is coming up within us and we are responsible for that. See, anger, it's easy to blame and attack, but it's not easy to go in and say, whoa, what, what am I, what's going on with me and what do I need to resolve? Because I know that all you have to do is change yourself and you will change that relationship. It doesn't take two people. Right. You know, and that's that's a little bit of the essence of this book, Being Love, because you talk about love on a wonderful scale, and we're going to get into that next, not just in terms of how healing it is for ourselves to love ourselves, mm-hmm. but also how it has that transformative ability to, to change other people and the world. Let's get mm-hmm. into that because I think yes. right now the times that we're living in are calling for this at such an important rate and, and we have to be conscious of, of, of doing this. So tell us a little bit about how that changes what's going on around us. 
Well, that's such a good question, Joanne, and that's really the reason I wrote this book. Because when I was doing my own inner work and then I was teaching that, I was starting to see, wow, if everyone did this, imagine how each little ripple would go out and change the next person, the next person. It's like the pay it forward concept. And if we pay self-love forward, it just creates more you know, loving energy to go out into our relationships and into the world. But I was looking at my vibrational footprint, and that's I was looking in terms of energy, and I thought if every time I got angry and every time I owned that anger and said, look, don't put that out there, deal with it on a deeper level and resolve it so it doesn't go out there, how would that change the world? Well, that anger wouldn't, I wouldn't cut somebody off in traffic maybe. I wouldn't say that unkind word. I wouldn't have that fight with my husband or, you know, maybe say an unkind thing to my child if I did that. But that takes a lot of awareness. And so some of the steps I've talked about is it's becoming aware of where your energy is. Are you at a high vibration of energy? Or you at a low vibration? And I would say the low vibrations are anger and frustration and, you know, um, malevolence at some point and, and we're, or fear. And if we're operating out of that, we just get more of that. And that doesn't shift our world. Our world is at a point right now, a tipping point, that everybody needs to spread more love, droplets of love into our environment. I mean, our to support a healthy environment, to support uh, globally and politically a a climate that encourages and loves, uh, especially our children, our educational systems, as you know, Joanne. I mean, everything needs needs this at this time because we are, it's pivotal. We can go either way. And so if I stop, if I keep my energy aligned with my true soul's purpose, and keep putting that out into the world, then that's going to shift everyone in its path. It already has. And that's why I felt so strongly about writing this, because I wanted everyone to jump on board and be love ambassadors, because I know what it can do. I I watch myself when I'm traveling. Um, I like to travel abroad. And I was in uh, Egypt um, right right after the revolution, um, back in 2000. I, I forget what year that was. But... I remember catching the eyes of a young child in Cairo and Mm. just beaming love at her. I could just feel her love. She caught me, and there was this beautiful soul connection. And I just surround, I just visualized her, you know, surrounded in light and love. And that's it. I never saw her again. But that moment will never, it will always be with me. It's in my heart because that's all it takes is just to elevate our vibration, and instead of saying something we would regret, pause and deal with whatever's going on within you and then speak and then do make that choice. You know, many people are not necessarily working with energy or aware of their, as you told, their vibrational footprint. How do people become aware of that so that they can be ambassadors of love and I love that I I think that's so important what you're you know this book and what you're doing because we do need to shift 
into love to like for survival for for moving forward for so much so so what would you tell people what i tell people when when i start with people is put your hand on your heart feel what's there just feel it and now this picture of pearl of white light in the center and feel it expand just feel it filling the space. So I try to give them a visual to say, now, what does that feel like? There's energy there. And most people, Jillian, as you know, will start to come into that, they'll feel that vibration. It's like if you struck a tuning fork and you felt that energy go out from the tuning fork. That's what the heart center does. And so um, I there's a lovely organization called Heart Math, which you're probably familiar right, with. Right. <laughs> and they're now studying this wonderful area of study called heart coherence. And it is about people getting in touch with that heart vibration. So it's just sitting there and feeling it and then opening your heart with visuals, with compassion, with gratitude. And then that energy starts to move out from us. And then I like to to take that image and say, okay, now fill the room. Take that love energy, feel that vibration, and try to see yourself filling the room like you're blowing up a balloon. Now be so big that you can't even get to the door of love. So make your energy huge. And then walk into a courtroom (laughs) where there's animosity. Or walk you know, or drive your car in traffic and see what happens. See, that's our ability to take one little frequency, one little vibration, and just make it a vibration that goes out. It ripples. And and it's very powerful because I've utilized this, and and the heart has the has. So much more power when 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 we're unleashing that love out into the world and to other people and ourselves than the brain than the mind, like you said that you know there's been so much research about this. Dr. Deborah, I could talk to you forever, and you know we're going to continue this conversation. Um, what do you want people? to come away with today because I think that's very important. So definitely we want them to get this book and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But what what's the most important message that people need to get now from from our conversation, from from the beautiful work that you're doing in the world? Oh thank you. Um my biggest what I want people to walk away with is that I want them to I want you to know I'm gonna cry. <laughs> That's okay. I do it all the time. No matter what your circumstances are, and when you read mine, you'll understand. No matter what you've been through, no matter what challenges you're facing, you have the ability, the capacity, the inner power to love yourself. You really do. But you've got to start. And all you've got to do is start just being with yourself. That's how you're going to be a love ambassador. And I know that because I've walked that. That's my credential, not my PhD. (laughs) It's because I know that experience, and I just want you to know that that can be yours. And even if it's not easy, because, again, people do not. And it's not. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> say yeah. they, they're not com- it's, you're going to bring up a lot of uncomfortable, sticky, messy feelings, but you're so on target with everything that you're doing. So tell our listeners, because the 24th is around the corner and they can get pre-order and do all this, tell everybody how they can get not only being love, how loving yourself creates ripples of transformation in your relationships and the world, but all your other beautiful books and find out more about how to connect with, with you. Well, I'd love you to visit my website. It's www.debrarebel.com, and that's spelled D-E-B-R-A-R-E-B-L-E. I have podcasts that are available on iTunes under Soul Hearted Living, which have a number of the topics that we talked about today. And I do a weekly blog post that you can find on the website as well as the page for um, buying, um, actually pre-ordering. You can go to Amazon to pre-order the book and then come to my page um, in the, on the website, beinglovebook.com, and you'll be, those, there's beautiful gifts available for purchasing the book at this time, um, like 45 free gifts. And there, we have a gift love bundle, which has a, a beautiful love manifesto, poster, love affirmations, a journal, and two meditations that I've done. So, and also your beautiful gift too, Jillian. So please visit the website. Everything is there that you need. Okay, wonderful. Tell them the website one more time. I'm getting excited. I want to go to it right now. <laughs> it's www.debrarebel.com. Deborah, your message is is so beautiful and so powerful. And you know what? It's so apropos. It's so timely for what many people are struggling with in their in themselves and in the world. And I think it's important that they pay attention to the wisdom and the messages in being love and in and in our conversation today, because that transformation, as you stated so aptly, starts with ourselves. It sure does, Joanne. And I know that you are a light worker on this planet as well. And it's just we have to be on the same love team. You know, we're all in this together. And it's true what you, you know, you wrote on, you said all we need is love. The Beatles wrote that song, and I'm telling you, it is as timely as if they were here today. Right. Well, thanks again. You are an incredible person, and we are going to be friends for many, many moons to come. We just met, but we really, <laughs> we know each other from who knows when. <laughs> and yes, we have. I love your message. Thanks again, Dr. Deborah Rebel. You've been wonderful, and your message is essential for all of us to have and to share with others. Thank you again, Joanne, for having me. I'm deeply grateful and, and deeply grateful to all your listeners, and um, be love. Thank you. To you, too. Be love. Remember what Dr. Rebel said, Dr. Deborah Rebel said about beginning with oneself, yourself, despite the discomfort that it may bring up because you have to move past that. And when you do, that opening is just incredible. I love this book because it has 
activities and exercises that you can go through and you're not alone. Remember that you're really not alone and that's very important. Start with yourself because oftentimes the person that's that's creating all that angst and anger and whatever, it may actually be a mirror as, as Dr. Deborah said. And you may have to take a look at what you're doing, even though we don't like to do that. No, it's not me. It's all him. It's all her. We have to take a look at that to delve deeper and to figure out what our role is in this, that, that people may be mirroring us in that way. Next week, we are shifting gears and we have Daniel, and I may not be pronouncing his last name right, Halzika, and he's going to talk about do more by doing less, and that's next Wednesday. And remember, if you want to get in touch with me, go to docwhite, D-O-C-W-H-I-T-E dot org, and my new book, More Heaven, Because Every Child is Special, has just received a Mom's Choice Award for Excellence. So make sure you take a look at it on Amazon. And you are all incredible and wonderful beings of love. And remember what Dr. Rebel said is be that ambassador. Be that ambassador of love and start with loving yourself. Thanks so much for being a part of Power Your Life. And remember that you have the ability to power your life and to power love out into your life, in your hearts, and in the universe. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.